Different Gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, of course, it's your boy, Luke Ledall again. How are you doing today, Luke? Okay, how are you doing, Rich? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, it's it's pretty warm here in the UK. Uh, I'm somebody who has mixed feelings about that. Uh, I'm not churlish enough to, to outright moan about it too often, but, uh, you know, I'm a large chap. And uh, the warmest of days are often not my friend, I would say. So you may hear some, uh, you know, some found sounds of the city of Chester outside my window. Um, And I apologise for that, but not enough to close the window because it would be too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I had some pretty bad news this week. Um, Firstly, I uh, found out that my... Uh, my mum has been hostile, and uh, whatever it's she was battling, she uh, she passed away oh, on Thursday. So I don't know. Initially, we thought about not doing this episode. Um, I think there's enough stuff going on in the world, and there's enough waiting of uh, everything to recommence <laughs> that uh, people don't really need to hear. Uh, me waffle and spout some bullshit about Sheffield Wednesday, but uh, the more I kind of thought about it, the more I thought like uh, it'd be nice to just carry on with some things and have like a little bit of normality kind yeah. of pushing on, and also just as a, a tribute to my mom as well, just to say, just to say thank you. So, oh man, <sighs> so I just wanted to uh, just wanted to thank her and celebrate her life. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, glad to be a part of that, and you know, thinking about you and your, your family, and this is a, well, there's just no easy way through these sort of things. But uh, yeah, I think keeping some handle on normalcy or whatever normal is nowadays, uh, maybe a, maybe as as good a way to work through things as anything, I guess. So um, yeah, we we had sort of, as as Luke said, half decided not to not to do an episode today, but um, I was quite pleased when you on your text. I think it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, generally we have fun doing these things, and hopefully it'll still be, uh, you know, a, a similar sort of level of our output, it, it, despite uh, you know, very difficult circumstances. Well, um, I mean, the I think this standard I'm about to play has never been more, um, you know, timely and um, well thought through. <laughs> Oh, and sort of awkwardly, I'm, I'm going to have to go for the old uh, original. <laughs> Breaking hoo-hoos. The, uh, the, the quorum drop wasn't working for some reason. That's a strange one. Uh, yeah, well, basically, news-wise, uh, or as it relates to Sheffield Wednesday, the we have a, a, a date for the vote on, on how things will proceed. Um, that's going to be a, a week on Monday, which feels like so close to when things need to be happening to, to sort things out. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know at, at this point. I think we all kind of roughly know. I think everybody knows what needs to be done. So it's not going to be a huge surprise. But yeah, we are. I feel like everything's just been turning around exceptionally quickly, considering uh, all the time it takes to get things set up. Well, it's. Tra- it, I wonder if the tactics are that the Football League has decided what they want to happen and they're setting all those things in motion. And then by the time we have the vote, 
it's a bit like the um you know on a wedding day the uh you know speak now or forever hold your peace moment but nobody's really expected to come up with any issues at that stage that's just a cursory kind of we're ticking the box (laughs) you had your chance yes yeah because players are back (sighs) in training this week albeit in in sort of shifts uh that you know so things are going to get geared up for football to happen and to happen in a particular way and then yeah by the time the votes happened teams would have been in training for two weeks so presumably it's all going to proceed along a fairly as you say a fairly expected route of travel um and uh, yeah the the vote is more of a rubber stamp rather than the clubs actually being consulted about their future and their staff um it's just i don't know everything's just impeccably strange all the time let's just be honest so maybe i'm surprised maybe i'm not surprised you know maybe it's yeah this is just where we are and just how we kind of uh, do things now i guess in spite of all the uh, the sort of caveats and the worries in your in uh, you know for people's safety and things like that uh, did you like me um have a little flutter uh, of excitement when you saw some of the footage of players back in training you know i haven't actually seen that and i actually well, even i think i annoyingly i even missed forestieri taking oh. over the instagram page Oh, it was a treat. That was a treat. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's a chirpy. He's a chirpy Argentinian Italian chap, and uh, he took us through his day. Was it? Would it be matcha he was having? I was going to ask. The only thing I think I saw a little bit was that they drink the. Uh... <laughs> was it, what is it? What is it? What is the South American drink that they they all absolutely adore? And I have no idea what it is. It looked is like it mate. Mate? maybe. Oh yeah. So with the with the sort of Argentinian pronunciation, that could be yeah. That could be yeah, what it is. Because they all fucking love it. I know Messi. Messi absolutely adores <laughs> the shit, doesn't he? And I think um, I remember hearing or reading that. Um, oh no, I've forgotten his name, which is terrible. The Spurs manager before Mourinho, Poch, Poch, Poch had got the whole of like the uh, the Tottenham team on it. God. Hey guys, have one of these. Uh, that's how he speaks. It's actually a very, very good impression. Um, <laughs> well, I think things I picked up was um, it looked like at uh, one I could. I'd completely forgotten that we had Windass and uh, Wickham. I was mm. like shocked to see them there. Um, Wickham already had some heavy duty like icing going on on his calves. Oh, uh, fun! <laughs> and Atty looks like he's dropped a pile of weight. He looks really skinny. Strange. To the point where I'm slightly worried about him. Mm. I, 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 I think his heft is one of his finest features. But what if he's really quick now? He's lost some of that timber and he's picked up some Bolt-esque pace. I'm sure he's just got slower, Rich. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. <laughs> carrying less slower. weight has made him slower. Just made he's just got slower. some sort of wasting disease, hasn't he? He's, just, I think he's, so. I he's think lost so. muscle mass. He's just going to be weaker and slower. <laughs> and the interesting question, I mean, so, you know, if... Um, if we're saying that football's going to restart on like the 19th, 20th to kind of coincide with that weekend that the Premier League's kicking off on midweek on the 17th, mm. um, is it's a really interesting question. I mean, like, what is going to happen with these players' contracts? The people who, considering, you know, considering normal circumstance, uh, Gary Monk could indeed uh, be like a Thanos and click his fingers and uh, <laughs> half the squad is gone, basically. Yeah, I... I haven't 
to be honest, I mean, I've read I've read round the subject a little bit. Um, I've not seen a I've not seen a proper answer really about what's. So there's some sort of special extension happening, but it's that sort of has to be mutually agreed on both sides. Mm. So I don't know what you do if you're a club where it's... essentially half the. And what if half your squad decides actually we don't want to because we're in a position is it twelve we we figured out it's like twelve or thirteen first team squad members are so, yeah. out of contract from come first of July so that means basically a month from today or month from tomorrow you know month this weekend they we've got half a squad that could walk away if they decide to. And how would it work with kind of registration terms? Like, would they be able to register? Would there be some limitations on some players to, would they be able to register for new clubs? Well, so according to Nixon, the the transfer window, there's been no special kind of rules made around that. So, yeah, come 1st of July, they can sign for other clubs, but they can't play for them this season. Right. But that, again, in terms of, you know, motivations and players putting themselves about, I mean, let's just look at an example. We, you know, one of our out of contract players is Sam Hutchinson. Now, Sam Hutchinson's managed to get himself another, you know, another championship contract somewhere. <laughs> what interest does he have in potentially injuring himself and scuppering mm. that deal in the tail end of the season for us? I'm, you know, I'm sure people are professional enough to to keep going, but it's like that's got to play a a thought you know a thought in your head at some point hasn't it it will if you're going for a 50 50 ball it's like well do i crunch into this tackle or do i let it go and make sure i'm you know make sure i'm able to pick up my contract in a couple of weeks time the curious side of what happens with all of these loan deals and how you know they extended that's another dimension as well yeah and a loan deal for a player that might be let go by their club i, don't, I mean i don't know how often that happens teams generally don't let players go out at the end of their contract, although it's kind of what we've done with Matt Penny to an extent, I think. Um, but yeah, so what? Yeah, what happens if you don't have a deal at the other club? You've not been offered a deal at the club you're at. I suppose that's an ideal opportunity, a kind of shop window style performance period for you. I guess that's the interesting thing. I mean, do we know about this? Do we know what's going to happen? Or are we just living in a world where we're just living on the cutting edge of kind of knee-jerk reactionary nature? Because that seems to yeah. be what's happening anyway. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out five minutes before it's going to happen, basically. I mean, we we'll, talk- cr- we'll cross that bridge, and the bridge will be five minutes prior to when it's going to be happening. And when we get to the other side, we'll know whether we've just watched Bridge of Spies or Bridge Over the River Kwai. Exactly. <laughs> what that means. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to mean anything, Rich. No. Nothing means anything anymore. That's right. It's silly season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, well, I guess it will all work itself out, but it's very hard to see what the direction of travel at this point in time. Definitely. Um, anything else on sort of this week's bits and bobs? Or do you want to move along to... Let's uh, uh, let's this? call it, let's, uh, let's put a nail in that coffin and then move into other stuff. Okay, so uh, we've really enjoyed doing the last couple of watch alongs and uh so we've got another one planned this time it is the uh the greatest day of gray (laughs) (laughs) so does that mean the grayest day the grayest different gravy yeah different gravy uh i don't know yeah we Stuart gray's kind of finest hour um there's only one shade of gray and it's great uh, 
that's what we're saying. It's the best fan fiction you can base off of the Twilight series involving Stuart Gray. <laughs> there was a narwhal going at me like Billy or that's not a very good Stuart Gray, but um <laughs> Um, so this is this is uh, for <laughs> in case you somehow did not get which match we're talking about from that description. And I mean, what are you doing here if you didn't get it from that? <laughs> what but, uh, are you doing here? Just turn off the phone. We don't want you listening. <laughs> yeah, full stop. <laughs> uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Leeds United from January two thousand and fourteen. Um, this was quite the day. Stuart Gray. Uh, still caretaker manager at this point hadn't actually been given the job by Milan Mandaric. Um but this was pretty much the day that, that made the decision for him uh, should we get it started? I think we should I also just want to kind of go back and just say I love the idea that we would just actively try and disencourage people listening to this podcast um, apparently apparently in this new COVID world beggars can't beggars like ourselves can be choosers isn't that right Rich? <laughs> I wasn't telling people not to listen. I was just, I was making a joke that our stumbling, awful introduction would have given almost no clues as to what we were going to talk about. So, for a bit of a change, Luke, do you want to do the countdown to kick off? I will. Thank you very much. Okay. So, three, two, one, and go. So it's actually not kickoff, is it? We're in the tunnel, so there's a bit yes. of build-up. Yes, We're getting I a full, the... full match experience here. Oh look, there's uh, there's Chris Kirkland. There's Le- I've got to say the it's people Paddy who Kenny. are still with us. There is uh, the Colossus, Big Dave. Tom Lee's on the other side here as well. There he is. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, kind of wigwam. Yes. In another life. And there is Rita. What a beast of a man. Rita Johnson. Chris Kirkland. Chris Kirkland. So, Liam Palmer, Kieran Lee, maybe a less extent, a past life version of Connor Wickham. There are still players that are still around this Wednesday Thursday. And that day as well. well. So, do you think he's looking more gaunt than he is there? Is that what you're saying? He just looks slimmer. I've always thought he looked quite sort of big around the middle. A, a fit man, you know, clearly, because I think for the fact he lacks pace, he's actually normally, like, he doesn't struggle for stamina, I don't think, Atty very often. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just Ryan, looks, he looks, he looks like his left around around his middle and his arms looked a bit thinner as well I thought he just looks like he's lost weight basically a bit thinner in the face looks stacked he does just to focus then sorry the Leeds manager Brian McDermott uh, a real callback to I don't think he does Brian anything anymore. Is, he, is he even employed anywhere anymore I think he is I think I, he popped up somewhere weird recently Oh, it's Mowat. The current, uh, the, the Barnsley captain, and Jimmy Kebby, I think his name is. I remember his character. Oh, no, you, you might be right, actually. Yeah, he was sacked by Reading in 2016, and then that's it. 
that's intriguing. He went back into Reading to try and restoke the fire. Uh, yes. I did not have those, those roaring fires of Reading that we all remember. Firing up the uh, the biscuit factory. <laughs> Doesn't exactly cut an inspiring figure, does McDermott, does he? Lovely little laugh between the managers there. Ross McCormack, the man that used to be Jordan Rhodes. Exactly, the man who's kind of disappeared from view altogether, right? A bit like John Rhodes. <laughs> I guess so. But we're very aware of John Rhodes and where he is and what he does because yes. he's on our wage bill for another year. Oh, yeah. Chris Kirkland with a cap. Oh, always looked a very special boy in his cap. <laughs> He's just kind of so gangly, isn't he? So who's uh, who's going to be playing right back? Because the centre-back pairing is Leuven's and Miguel Liera. Oh, right back's Palmer. Palmer, yeah. And then Reader at left back, Okay. And then we've got Semedo, Kieran Lee, Maguire, Jax Magoma in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then Wigwam, Wigan, uh, Wickham and uh, New You up top. Did we talk about Addy and uh, Wigwam up front in recent times? I'm not sure, actually. We've not seen it, have we, since... I suppose he's barely been fit, but... We've not really seen it tried this time around, have we? Mm. Atty was big pals with uh, Magoma, wasn't he? They were really like matey off the field. Oh yeah, they were uh, they were huge pals. I always think that must be quite. That's a weird football thing, isn't it? But then I guess it happens in other workplaces. But you've got your your little special mate, and then they go somewhere else. So unlike a normal workplace, you see them all the time. See him like a couple of times a year. And like, how are you? How are you? Yeah. Do you go, go out for drinks with these guys now? Do you? Yeah. All right. Does <laughs> he laugh? Is he? Yeah. Nigel's. Yeah. Seems seems a bit of a prick to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Were you at this game, Rich? Oh, for some reason, I watched this on Sky. This was also like a super early kickoff in uh, in Canada as well. So, oh yeah, there have been a few kind of lunchtime kickoffs against Leeds where I've just wanted to. I don't think I want to get up for this. Magoma's been down for a long time here. He's a, just a permanently a dirty bugger, isn't he, Peltier? Pretty much, pretty much. Because he's now at, um, oh, of course, just using this word now, but uh, he's at Thug City, isn't he, in Cardiff? Thug City in Cardiff, yes. Oh, sweet little word in the ear from the referee. What a weird start. Well, Pelty is actually at West Brom. Oh, is he at West Brom now? 
Mm. I just remember he got well. He's he's had this season. We've had a run in with him. But I can't. I can't. I guess maybe it was yeah the West Brom game then. Paddy Kenny cough syrup in each hand, <laughs> glugging away. Nice thing. I like Kieran Lee with the twenty on his back. I don't know. It just feels like the feels right. Oh, oh, oh. so good from Atty. Oh, his legs <laughs> What a beautiful little slip and slide from the camera there. It's just. His head oh, was really going to win the race, but his legs are just... Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> it's the, the presence of a young Tom Lees put him off. Atty controlling the ball with his taint there. Can't really remember where this was in sort of Wickham's. Because this was Wickham's second stint with us, wasn't it? We'd had him for that month. I don't know. I can't quite remember. Really sure. his, his, his long and checkered history with us. Um, what kind of signaled the end of Raider Johnson at Wednesday? I'm still had, really unclear about the last days of Raider Johnson. Um, he had to, he developed um, like a, a a bruised bone or something like that in his foot, and it couldn't, it wasn't healing properly. And I think basically it, it boiled down to there just wasn't enough sun. In some, in uh, in like Sheffield to kind of for him to heal, right? Because th- that is one of the things with like um, different skin tones. Like yes. White you people have, pick um... up vitamin D very easily. It's what it's why sort of Celts were, you know, see through ginger because up in the north of Scotland you barely see the sun at all. Yes. But obviously, but obviously for yeah for him just the difference between because he'd had a career. He wasn't like particularly. I think he's twenty three or something when he joined us. So like, wasn't like he'd he'd not played at all before, you know, being with us. But yeah, it just seemed that he couldn't he couldn't heal from whatever the problem was. Um, and then he just dropped down the leagues. I think he ended up playing for like Eastleigh or somebody like that. Yes, he went to uh, Coventry after us, and then uh, and then down to Eastleigh. Yeah. Um, it just seems a bit kind of strange was, going on. He absolutely of. could have got sent off for that, by the way. <laughs> just as we, and just I know as it's, we think it's crazy. The, um, the difference in uh, skin colour thanks to melanin 
the yeah. whole thing about how you know you're filtering the sun's rays and then you know so obviously people who people like reader that skin color if you're as far north as you are in the world as uh, the uk then you're not going to get vitamin d from the sun yeah i was actually weirdly watching a whole thing on this on uh, a clip from joe rogan Oh. talking about vitamin D so we should all take as much vitamin D as we can <laughs> and you can get that from on it guys if you go to on it.com <laughs> use the code JRE you get 10% off <laughs> um, no but there, there are conditions I mean particularly uh, one of them is um, multiple sclerosis that they because basically, you know, English and Scottish people by and large are the same genetic stock. There's certain conditions, and uh, Americans and Canadians, um, there's certain conditions that affect people north of the border more than. Yes. Um, and one of them is, is multiple sclerosis. So the, the, yeah. the presumption there is that, that, that vitamin D plays a big part. How you, how you, mm-hmm. how you get that into your system is a different question. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, you you hope that sort of taking a vitamin supplement will do the job, but it's not the same as being out in the sunshine. So it should, um, the way your you know your body processes it is quite different. So it's a kind of it's a hit and hope approach. Um, That's why A and W do a thing every year to uh, against MS. Oh yeah, which is, uh, spearhead, has been spearheaded by Christine Sinclair, Canadian woman, so- women's soccer legend, ah. and. Uh, yeah, I also got tested early days in Canada, and they said, "Yeah, you have no vitamin D in your bloodstream." <laughs> wow! So I've I've been taking, been t- trying to take the uh, take the supplement since. Anyway, that was sorry. That was a harsh refereeing decision on uh, on Atty calling that handball. Feel like you controlled it well to me. Yeah, it's just it's one of those interesting observations, isn't it? That it's a uh, you can you can test it on a grand scale, and so that lifestyle bits and pieces don't matter as much. Tom Lee's going for a little run into the Wednesday half there. Forty-four is Ross McCormack, isn't it? As you've mentioned, yes. And Paddy Kenny. So Lee's playing three at the back. Was it just three when they're sort of coming for? Yeah, it looks like three at the back. Sorry. I mean, this was a fairly half decent kind of lead side. I don't think it's anything near the quality of the last kind of three years, I would say. But I remember this being a pretty decent side we were up against. Which, as I well think, as being leads, it makes it all the more richer for this <laughs> uh, for this win as well. They were a pretty formidable outfit, I would say. I'd, I'd sort of characterise Leeds, and and I think there's a couple of other teams that sort of fall into this category, but I think Leeds kind of, the identity they used to have was a pretty good selection of the best British players outside of the top tier of football. You know, not too many players from other countries necessarily, um, but you might get a Welshman, a Scotsman, and several Englishmen. Um, whether or not they walk into a bar is, you know, 
neither here nor there. But um, but obviously the team they have now is gathered from you know the four corners of the globe. Uh, but yeah, so they, I mean they seem to be they seem to be quite comfortable taking a punt on players from the SPL and giving them a chance, and that pays off fairly often for them. This is it's a scrappy start, isn't it? Considering it becomes yes. such, a, such a kind of high-scoring game, that was a, not not far off a decent break for Leeds McCormack playing on the last man. Which is uh, typically so, looking like it's going to be very much a kind of uh, Wednesday kind of Leeds kind of tight derby battle. That yes, happens with these things. Tom Lee's just towered above Rita Johnson there. By the way. <laughs> It's weird watching him in this and uh, the opposition. Because I know, wasn't it when we signed him? A lot of people mentioned the fact that he was here and present for this game. I think he goes off at half time in this game. I think that might be what happens because uh, they put Smith on, don't they? Don't, not to spoil it too much, but Smith doesn't last very long. Massive. Hulking monster Matt Smith, but uh, I remember there being a story that like Warnock basically hung him out to dry after a game against Wednesday. But that must be a different game. Is that maybe like four? There was like a four-one game, wasn't there as well? I think around this time, because obviously Warnock. Why would Warnock be talking about it? <laughs> He's not the manager. <clears throat> Ooh. Ooh, yellow as well for the era. I was going to say, it was a pretty uh, substantial clanger from Migs, from Big Mig. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I want to see him do what he did. If it, When you make the mistake, don't let them run into the box with it. Because that's been the tale of the last two or three seasons is we don't have that responsibility in our defence. So they go out and drop the clanger and then they just watch the guy run into the box. You kind of owe it to your teammates, your fellow defenders, to take the yellow card in that situation because you've ballsed up. Mm. There's a, you know, there's a kind of togetherness and a professionalism to that foul. It's what you should be doing. He's still got the tag on his shirt. Look at that. (laughs) Pop in fresh tags. Fresh to death lead side. (laughs) Honestly, I quite like the the tracksuit top leads came out in. This away shirt is just an abomination. It's pretty ugly, yeah. uh, It doesn't have an alibi. Daphne and Celeste. Daphne and Celeste, what a test. Mind you, I never really enjoyed this home shirt a great deal from Wednesday. It's okay. With the, 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 yeah, the swoop. The swoopy, bibby, toppy bit, yeah. Look at that, it's hideous. Yeah. It's awful. We had, uh, this is, is this the season where we had the split sponsorship as well. It was, because I remember that when I saw Bartercard on the thing. So Bartercard did the away shirt. and then Bartercard was away and wanked Disco. Disco. 
VIP events for, for sexy people. Magoma had a fairly he had a fairly average time at Wednesday. Yeah. I, I almost I th- felt he was a little bit harsh to done by not to stick around. I, I think that I think he was hard done, but I think the crowd just never took to him for whatever reason. Um, yeah, which never really helped, and he wasn't a strong enough character to kind of work through that either. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't remember him having many bad games, but I also don't remember him. He was never as good as he should be. I think he had a lot. He has a lot in his. Obviously, I mean, he's he's been star of the show for for Birmingham City at times, so he's, he's got a lot to offer. But I just felt most games you weren't getting you weren't getting the full jacks. You were getting a bit of a you know half-hearted effort. It's weird. Wickham taking throw-ins as well. I know. I know. There's some odd stuff going on. And taking it short. Taking it short, even at a distance as well, like far removed from the, the touchline. It was Ah, but when you get quality deliveries like that, Luke, maybe it's all worthwhile. <laughs> I love how you said that just as uh Liera just placed it directly at the <laughs> leads and then just creates a situation where Kirkland has to tackle. That's good goalkeeping. Oof. Got to be committed at that point, right? Yeah. Can't afford to have a moment where you're sprinting at the ball as a goalkeeper thinking, should I be doing this? <laughs> Probably shouldn't have started this. <laughs> I did wonder now, maybe, Rich, if you get the time... Well, maybe I can do this if I actually manage to magic, magic up some time. To say goodbye to Sam Hutchinson, we could do a um, we could do a montage of all his best uh, tough tackles, oh. and we could do it to uh, uh, Barbara O'Reilly by the Who in similar UFC nice. fashion. <laughs> I was just thinking that was a very kind of UFC thing. What a break! Oh. Pass was and, a bit. Uh, Behind him, but oh, he did pretty well out of that. He did, he did well out of the situation, well. yeah. but he didn't hit the target, unfortunately. That would be fun. I was reminded I was uh, listening to a, a podcast I rather enjoy called Heavy Hands, where they they talk about um, talk, talk talk about UFC MMA in 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 fine detail. Um, but they were <laughs> they were. Um, there's a video of the the kind of classic UFC commentators, Joe Rogan being one of them and the other one being Mike Goldberg, but somebody playing their commentary over glitches from the UFC game by EA Sports. Um, and it is, it's a real treat. It's a hilarious video. But just, you know, like people whose, like, skin has fallen off their heads and things like that. <laughs> And the commentator's going, oh my, we've never seen anything like this before. (laughs) It's a good good time. It's a good time. Wickham just bought a very, very soft foul there. We really decided to just let Wickham do everything. 
He's on free kicks now as well. Oh, Paddy. Paddy Kenny is a uniquely sort of unattractive man, isn't he? He really does look like a sort of if if a if you made a pig human hybrid. Probably would look quite a lot. Here we go. The whole Leeds defence trying to play offside. With disastrous <laughs> results. Oh, it's Peltier, isn't it? I think. Keeps him he's on. He's so slow. He's so slow coming back, and he plays everybody on. Uh, yep. Great uh, pass by Kieran Lee. Chips it into Reader. Chests it down. Sort of has a moment where he looks like he doesn't really know what to do with it, but puts his right foot through it and uh, gets the beautifully loquacious kind of reaction from such a big lumbering. Yeah, lumbering player. The fact that he just completely wrong foots Kenny. He has a moment of zen, doesn't he? There's a yes. moment of panic, and then the moment of zen almost immediately behind it. <laughs> it's great to see. As the kids say, you love to see it. <laughs> Scenes. <laughs> Scenes. Absolute limbs. I hate that one. That makes me want to punch myself in the face. Oh, unlucky. That was a nice little bit of football. Just slightly too far away from Kieran Lee. The whole game has just got so much quicker since the goal. (laughs) It's funny how that can, like... Two teams just can get so comfortable with each other. And sometimes nothing breaks the game out of that. They're just kind of okay with... Well, as long as you're not doing anything, and I don't do anything, we won't make mistakes. Nobody will lose. And that's maybe... That's maybe all right. Who is a strange character taking the throw oh. for Leeds? I bel- I think he's Scottish, but I can't quite put my finger on him. A little jog across the box from Kirkland. Oh, I love that. Kirkland, one of the best goalkeepers we've ever had in terms of time-wasting. Really, oh, he was so good at just eking out seconds in those. Just that running all the way from one side of the the area to the other, waiting for the player to come, then picking it up and kicking it out of your hands. It's just got thirty seconds out of that. It's a beautiful bit of business. <laughs> <laughs> Weaver was good as well. Weaver really, um, he played the fact that he was sort of old to a T. You know, every time he went down, it was a real, let's check every, ch- let's check the extremities. <laughs> okay, yeah, left leg's working. Yeah, okay, the right leg's working. Maybe I can think about standing up. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, strength from Samedo. See, this is the uh, this is the thing. Watching this, <laughs> this is what Samedo gave. So, Pugh. Oh, it's not. He's not Scottish, but he's um, yeah. Danny Pugh, would it be? Mark Pugh. Pewy. Pewy to his friends. Oh, Danny Pugh. It was a pretty. It was a pretty nasty tackle that one. He squeaked quite late. Oh, and the same Danny Pugh who spent time alone at Wednesday. Oh, we did have a pew, didn't we? We did. We pulled up a pew for, for a time. <laughs> I think he was... I, it, to me, he's a similar figure to... Um, David Jones. You know, kind of useful... He can play midfield, he can play wing, he can play full-back at a push. Mm-hmm. Uh, decent sort of set piece taker yes but but nothing like nothing sort of sta- outstanding about him particularly but you'll get the odd perler you'll get a couple of perlers. <laughs> flipping egg wickham's taken every set piece so far pretty much and uh, like knowing that we had big mig over <laughs> yes. the uh yeah. although as um <laughs> when when uh, when Wednesday sort of tweeted about Big Mig recently because I think it was the anniversary of his goal against Huddersfield not that long ago, and um, Wednesday sort of the official Twitter account posted the posted scores from scores from thirty yards, and um, I think Peter Lohman sort of <laughs> corrected them and says scored once you know like it was just, he only did that once with with a free kick but it, you got to think he would have done better than Wickham's effort there mm-hmm. McCormack coming deep out of frustration so just looking at the uh, match reports spoilers 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 oh, um, I love spoiling things even though it's something that happened well in the past and something we all know well about he gets in. It gets on that Wikipedia. Do you do that for movies, eh? <laughs> May have happened. We we all know Batman's going to win in the end. It's about how he wins. <laughs> um. So Luke Varney was on the bench for Leeds in this game. Oh, Luke Varney was. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's there's still more of these characters, but it just feels like less. There's more. It feels like maybe the standard of a championship going up, you have less opportunities for footballers like Luke Varney or Chris O'Grady, who are just such beautifully limited football <laughs> personalities. You know, yeah. there's a personality to the way they play. Like Luke Varney, you knew he was quick. That was about it. Kind of finish. Yeah. In his own kind of weird way. There were things he liked doing, you know, and you know you could see that in his play. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose that there is the thing that I, I do think the championship has improved, and particularly the coaching in the championship, I think, has, has improved an awful lot in recent years. But you do look at somebody like 
well, like Jordan Rhodes, like McCormack, these guys were like, they're still a reasonably good age. But they were getting tons and tons of goals. McCormack and Rhodes, between them, were, were often getting like 40 goals a season in the championship. And neither of them can get anywhere near their first teams now, wherever they're playing. Mm. I know McCormack had a bit of a had that weird thing where he, he couldn't get out of his gates or something and Bruce punished him for it, didn't he? Yes. yes that was. <laughs> Very weird. I was going to say, though, you see what Samedo brings here in terms of his energy levels. You know, we were talking about how you know, he was so underutilised, really, uh, towards the end of his time. But, like, he lets this two work perfectly, despite the fact that Kieran Lee's almost got a free roll. Kieran Lee can go and run anywhere. And because Samedo is so good at co- eating up ground and covering spaces, they're barely getting anything through. You know, it's, it's, it's all speculative punts over the top. They're not getting anything through the midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there were games where he didn't do as well as this, but this, you know, doing a Semedo, he's doing just a wonderful job at it so far. Very much so. And I think using the ball well when he gets it. The only time he lost possession, it uh, it was a foul that was played on, so... Is it Bromby at the back for with Tom Lees? Who's number five? <clears throat> that's no, that's probably too old. To, uh... No, it's uh, it's Pierce. I think that's Alex, yes. Alex okay. Pierce. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually interesting because knowing the decision that McDermott makes at halftime, it does kind of make sense. Like Leeds haven't got anything going through the middle. The only success they've had has been little sniffs at balls over the top. And I think bringing on, taking off one of your three centre-backs and bringing on a big man to try and win more of those long balls actually makes absolute sense, doesn't it? It's it's quite a straight you know a straightforward answer to the issues that they are having this half. They've really got nothing going at all against us. So it's actually it, Jason Pierce. So just Jason Pierce. Yeah. I don't really know much about, so I'm going to shove about him. No, we'll yeah, we'll just stop. That's nice from Magoma. Oh, that was a fun little trick, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple of little tricks. The feint's nice as well to get inside of the winger. 
it did feel a little bit like the Wickham of this age just had a little bit of everything at this level, you know? I could, I, yeah, there were times I just couldn't believe how good he looked. Is it an own goal? Almost looks like Pew kicks it. Mm. Before Raider shonks it into the net. Yeah. Do you know, in terms of the set pieces, by the way, um, Chris McGuire's there as well, who's a, a very decent set piece taker, mm-hmm. you know, given everything to Wickham. He, the wingers really haven't had much say in the game at all, have they? Maguire's barely done anything, I don't think, all game. But maybe part of his job's keeping them quiet going the other, the other way. Some strange adverts just to bring back in. Pyramid carpets, I do remember, in, uh, in wood seats. And uh, I've never heard of Peachy, which is a flexible <laughs> way to borrow. UK. Probably like a payday loan. Oh, yeah, the, the days of the payday loan being rife. <laughs> Still probably quite a thing, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, they just hide it a bit better now, I think. Kirkland's uh, kicking's been a bit suspect a couple of times. I don't... Mm-hmm. I don't remember him being particularly... You know, it being a bad thing. But he had a kick out of his hands that didn't get to the halfway line earlier, and that one just put us in trouble there. I think Varney in some ways was like a, a bit of a prototype for Vardy. Like a little bit. Lots of lots of energy, super, super quick. Um but like yeah, Vardy's much a much better finisher. <laughs> much better finisher, much better player, yeah. Yeah. Deceptively a lot more skill with Vardy. Yes. I also think he's got just there's a, there's there's pace and there's pace, isn't there as well? Like, yes, yeah, very much. So. It's just incredibly fast when he gets a, gets a run on people. Because Var- Varney weirdly also had a moment in the sun with the Premier League, because he got a decent amount of goals for Blackpool. I think when I think he just had a few prominent moments that we all kind of remember. I think it's yeah. that dynamic of. Any club like Blackpool, you think, oh, they're doing really well when they've won, like, four games. But they've just been, like, really four prominent games. Like, they beat Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah. I still think he got, I think he got, like, six goals or something like that in the Premier League, which I know is not, it's not tons. But six goals for Blackpool is is also not a bad showing at all, really. That team was really bizarre. It was just throw. It was throwing it was spaghetti just, uh, at the wall and hoping that you made a bolognese. That, well, it's a, it's a host of those players who are the kind of um, quick but limited footballers. Mm. You know, there was a lot of options. They had a lot of, like, quick wing options. I think Holloway characters. just... Holloway like, just liked signing lots of players and hoping that 
<laughs> something happened by magic. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just just going absolutely gung ho. I mean, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, I think it was entertaining, but it wasn't particularly. Uh, you know, it worked a few times. It did. But uh, he did that at Palace, didn't he? He signed so many players that Barry Bannon couldn't get a squad number despite the fact he'd been signed that summer. Mm. <laughs> Which led to uh, us getting him, right? Exactly. But that is... You've got to pay attention to what your manager's doing, surely, to make sure that sort of stuff doesn't happen. Because Bannon was a Blackpool, wasn't he? He was, yes. Yeah, sorry, that that was the sort of link in my mind. I, I, I did that bit. Um, it, it, yeah, so that's what kind of... I think that's where he first sort of got a good run of first-team football was under Holloway. Mm. The the Juan Disco guy is like has been one of these people that's like really for the sake of business we really must get things going again you know really I don't know if it speaks like that but it, when I read the article it read like that <laughs> well a bit nice bit of possession from Leeds here if you, not getting anywhere but they're um. Sucked in. So look at this, Tom Lees. Tom Lees, I know. Turning two or three defenders. What is this sheer? Also, does that mean McDermott invented Wilder Ball? That's a centre-back going, pushing forward. Maybe he did. That's what McDermott's been doing for the last six, uh, four years. You see Chris Wilder? Taught him everything he knows. <laughs> His success is my success. Trying to endlessly remind anyone who would listen to him. <laughs> Put match of the day on, darling. Put match of the day on. Overlapping centre backs. Yep, that were me, that. Did it with Tom Lees. You ever heard of Tom Lees? <laughs> Anyone can make a purse out of a sow's ear. Tom Lee's was my wet clay. (laughs) And we're all now imagining some kind of uh, some bit from Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you know, just in terms of I know Stuart Gray rarely um, excited us in his time as manager, but the team shape was just tremendous there. Just the way we held out, Leeds were going through, trying to go through lots of phases of play. They were quickening up the pace of the passes, and we just there was just no space for them. We ate up every inch they gave us and just smothered them. Basically, with just holding on to our positions. It's really, um, it's very nice to see. Especially considering we're a team at the moment that quite often is like 
three nil down at half time, having not shown any, you know, influence on the play, game plan, <laughs> etc. The other quite nice thing that's ha- that's been going around this week is oh oh Chrissy Chrissy Maguire very close ooh was he a free as well Chris Maguire yeah no I think we uh, we paid like a quarter of a mil for him wasn't oh, it? I okay. think it was because uh, I think he was. Um, I think Derby spent a chunk of money on him. Oh, so looks okay. like they wanted a bit of that back. Fair enough. Oh, Smedo's got done a bit there. <laughs> so what you do is when you make such an awful tackle to cause a foul, you just... Uh, it was probably a yellow anyway, but um, but maybe you just get a little bit of it's just a lighter shade of yellow, maybe because you've just uh, act like you've injured, act like you've been injured from your own your own doing. Skip a light fandango. <laughs> oh, look at little Liam Palmer. Well, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. So one of the nice things that's been going around this week is because um, it's the uh, the anniversary of the the playoff win in Cardiff, um, and one of the nicest things to see was a picture of a young Liam Palmer at the game that day, uh, which is very cute, and also just reminds you that you know he's one of us. He's one of us. <clears throat> 22 for Liam Palmer. That feels like an oddly satisfying number for Liam Palmer as well. Yes. I feel I'm quite, like, happy. I'm quite happy with a lot of these squad numbers. Has he won 24 at some point as well? I feel like he has, yeah. Feels he like 12 one year as well. But yeah, definitely a bit of 12. And he's won 8. Ross McCormack looking every bit like a fella in a pub trying to sell you something. Oh, and he was such a disastrous signing for Aston Villa. He spent so much money on him. Oh, they did. So rubbish. Offside. Oh, yeah, flipping out. The miles off. All of them. Oh, Roy Hattersley. Yes. This is a pretty uh, grotty Pillsbury playing surface, isn't it? It's pretty rubbish. 
definitely not and and probably lending itself to the fact that both teams are going pretty long most of the time <sighs> Leuven's <laughs> taking his life in his hands with a, a bit of terrible control in the box first touch terrible second touch tackle Well, like handball from Tom Lee's there. It's weird seeing him be the most adventurous of a defensive three. Yes, very much so. And then to be the one that's sacrificed as well, if we're, if we're right on that as well. Mm. Marauding centre-back Tom Lee's. <laughs> One-man army. I can imagine they. Uh, I'm really surprised they managed oh. to uh, rescue his uh, PR for his uh, conceived personality to become to become Tory Minister of Culture at Sheffield oh. Wednesday. Great. There football. we go. Great football. Reader just Nostradamus here sees the sees the ball across coming so early. He's after it all the way. Ah, oh, it's great stuff. It's just a lovely overlap, space, yeah. so much time, great vision it's from Kieran Lee. Both Wickham and Kieran Lee taking the time to let things develop, not rushing it, not playing it into where they hope players will be, letting things happen and play and, and reacting accordingly. It's great. It's a beautiful pass by Kieran Lee and a great finish by Ati Nuiu. And again, game management-wise, what a key time to score. I don't know how Reader got away with that one. <laughs> Ooh, bit faster. Do you think maybe the kind of the sack, you know, the sacrifice of uh, <clears throat> of Tom Lee's at half time was just to kind of get that attacking shape, you know, that adventure from uh, Matt Smith through the brawl? You also don't. I mean, it, it may well be that because if they've got three centre backs on, if they if they normally played with two, and this was a kind of gambit for the for the game. It might be that Tom Lee's is, was what wasn't one of the first choice centre backs. Well, he's, he's done kind of okay. He's not really been at fault. He's done all right, him, but yeah, yeah. But if you've got, you know, if if you say if we did a, I don't know. Well, we've done it a couple of times this season, haven't we? Like, if you've got, I offer Burner and. Well, that's not a good example because we generally pick the wrong players in those scenarios. <laughs> you'll just you'll have your standard four four two formation with two defenders. So it might just be that he was the guy that was added in to the two. But I don't know. He looks very young at this stage, Tom Lee's. Mm -hmm. 
Shonk. Shonk. We need a captain as well. He's got R. Johnson. So we, oh, I suppose we would have still had Jermaine. Jermaine was still there at the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you think we'll get a... We'll get a cameo. I don't I think don't so. Know. But now I'm just thinking about whether I can... Uh, Jermaine Johnson should be on cameo.com. <laughs> and uh, I should give him some money so he can uh, oh. do a shout out. Oh, Palmer. <laughs> that was such a good move as well. Liam Palmer so close to getting his what second senior league goal then. Oh. That's it for the first half. I think this was the birth of Kieran Lee. What did he say? It's like he's playing with mirrors, didn't he? Uh, play, playing with wing mirrors was what Stuart Gray's <laughs> comment was. Because, well, no, because cause Lee had been signed and then never played by Tom, jo- uh, Tom Jones. That's not unusual. I'm not going to play you, Kieran Lee, said Tom Jones. Was new pussycat? Well, you're not playing today. Um, the <laughs> Dave Jones just didn't play him, did he? I think he played him once as a right back, and then kind of buried him in the back of the garden. Yes. Yeah. So, so Gray kind of made him a midfielder. We'd signed him as a right back. He'd be player of the season as a right back. And I, I'm sure this was like his coming out party. As like, oh, hold on. Not only, not only is he. A, a, a playing central midfield he's pretty blooming good at this stuff because <laughs> some of the passes he's played so far I mean the one for Liam Palmer was amazing Kieran Lee closeted centre midfielder <laughs> he's a raging uh-huh. centre midfielder <laughs> centre midfielder it's funny I don't know yeah I I'm really curious about the revelation. Matt Smith's time on the pitch over. What were we going to say, sorry? I'm just curious where that all came from. Just the the rebirth of uh, Kieran Lee. A little bit similar to... uh, there he goes. Well, Gray, I mean, Gray was a coach, wasn't he? I mean, he there's assistant manager and there's a, and there's assistant managers, but I think Gray was always an assistant manager who was very, a very much a hands-on coach. And I remember when he was getting the plaudits for sort of how well he was doing with us. Several players that he'd worked with previously had sort of said he's the best coach I've ever worked with. So. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was something Gray himself saw. Dave Jones just became so risk-averse. It was all about just playing people that you could depend on, even if you were just getting like five and a half out of ten out of them. 
I'm really glad the referee saw that because it was just yeah. it was just it was very disgusting, I must say. No, it's a, it's a, it's awful. Yeah, an awful uh, elbow into the the head of Reader. And egg in human form, Brian McDermott looks on as his plan sign. So you sacrificed your entire shape <laughs> and the defender for something attacking, and then he gets set off. Probably, probably told meat-headed Matt Smith to, to stick one on Reader early doors as well. He did? <laughs> well, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I did exactly what you asked for, boss. How can Jimmy you be upset Ke- with me? Jimmy Kebe's picked up a phantom injury there from Ati Nuyu. Ati Nuyu missed him by a, a full foot and a half with his tackle. <laughs> and he managed to get injured. Um, so I know that the Germans are very ahead of us and, um, you know, with football in general and their approach. I'm sure there's a German expression for uh, shadow injury. Shadow injury. <laughs> Maybe something involving ghost, I guess. Oh yeah. Not the uh, Patrick Swayze with uh, Brian McDermott using Tom Lee's as a uh, oh play. Beautiful love, Chris McGuire. Oh. Oh, was that Wickham? I think that was your boy Wickham. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a. Uh, was your boy McGuire? There we go, because yeah, he's on the right wing. <laughs> that was really rubbish. I'm, I'm going to take it's, you it's like the time machine. I'm going to step over my own feet. Okay. You win that round. You keep winning rounds. This is really quite annoying. I don't like playing this game. Ah, oh, unlucky. Beautiful. But then he makes so much out of it. <laughs> oh. We should sign this guy. You know, if it's on loan now. I know. It'd be really good to get that guy on loan. So the back heel gets eaten up, but McGummer keeps the ball for him. And then, ah, oh, what a great finish. Left-footed, edge of the area. Touch and just kind of drift wide. Just get enough space. And then just smashes it in off the post. You've got... I mean, it, it looks like Kenny should do better, but he's not close to it, really. I guess it's just so fast. It's past him by the time he gets down. Oh, Stuart Gray. I do love when Sky come to town and erect a little um a little studio shanty town in the corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and sometimes if you've got a couple of games in a row, you might have the shanty town there for a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. I just want to go up there as like a you know, they, I want them to just be up all the time, and then you could like, uh, you could like bid on it, and that could be like a VIP experience. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe you could go up in there your pajamas and have some hot chocolate and watch the game, maybe. You know, like a little treehouse. You too can bang on the glass like David Prutton. (laughs) 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 So bid on the Omazi, or Omaze, or it's called. (laughs) Yes. You can get up there with John Favreau, director of uh, Disney's The Lion King. He's <laughs> <laughs> going to film an episode of Chef. The Chef Show. Quite like that show, I've got to say. Quite enjoy I do it. like that show. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's good stuff. All the stuff has too many ingredients to actually make it yourself, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> But we all love the animation when the, the dish is expanded and put yeah, and you can see all the bits that make yes. it together. Love it. Yeah. Also quite enjoying the Amy Schumer Learns to Cook show, Ronya. Oh, uh, I've heard good things about it. I've not watched that myself. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was good wrestling with his man, I guess, but uh, he was very lucky to get away with that. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> LP. Lovely stuff from Palmer. Austin. Rud- Rudolf. Rudy Austin. Yeah. Is he South African? He is. And now I remember there's one point, I think we were linked with him after he, he yes. uh, left Leeds, and I think he would have been a decent... Decent kind of, uh, you know, latter day Samedo. Yeah, we've well, we've really missed that sort of character, haven't we? Since Samedo, mm. I always quite admired another um, Leeds sort of enforcer, Bridcut. I always thought it looked pretty good. Whenever mm. I saw him, someone we were linked with as well, but yeah, it happened. <sighs> Raider, quite the. Uh, Lacks bit of control. <laughs> no, we're just having fun with it now. It must just be as well, like when you've struggled so much for possession, like Leeds have done in this game, and then you lose the man as well. You just must be like batting down the hatches and hope for the best, lads. Like this is this is going to be hard. <laughs> this is going to be a brutal half of football. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Reader just eats up another interception. Do you think he's? I always like that sort of setting the trap thing because he obviously knows how, what distance he can cover. Yes. So he's kind of letting he's letting Kebe get far enough away that he looks like a good pass, but he's all over it when. Uh, I do wonder. Yeah, I do wonder how much of that he's cognizant of, and whether it's just a you know a natural part of his game that he doesn't think about. It's interesting.
it's weird to see it work so many like we've seen it work in the you know te- the sort of 10 minutes either side of half time it, it's worked three or four times for him that he's managed to get possession in that in those spots more often than not when you do those kind of like traps and trick type things you kind of get one or two goes at it before the other team gets wise like the thing where like oh we're not going to press or we'll We'll press on every third ball or we press when they make a when this player gets it or whatever you know those sort of things and it's like well as soon as you figure that out then you should you should kind of have a way to beat the system that they're trying to work on mm-hmm. That's a great goal. The touch from Magoma is really good, actually. The little, yeah, the little stop and that just gives Wickham the time to get up, get round, and get back on it. Is that him off? No, okay. Just looked really, he's looked really tired the last couple of times they've got to him. I was reading a thing. Um, we talked about uh, Nancy Frostick at the uh, Athletic before. Uh, there's an article about the best free transfer of the century or something like that, mm-hmm. which I think basically boils down to it's it's Barry Bannon. Um, but the last uh, paragraph or so is about how he's taken Alex Hunt under his wing. Yes, that's got a that's a hopefully got to bode well for that young man's career and hopefully Wednesday as well. You would hope so. Yeah. I really would like to see Alex Hunt give him more of a crack coming into the next season. Yeah. Just for a bit of energy. That was the thing in the city game. Some, sometimes players get that kind of beaten out of them, young players. But he kind of looked fearless and looked mm. like he had he looked like he had more legs than the rest of the midfield. It was a really that was a really exciting cameo, much more than his previous one. But yeah, we've not seen not had much chance to see him since. Not seen any of them since, really. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see. Um if there's any great kind of changes to uh, Monk's strategy and how he's setting us up coming into uh, the weird behind closed doors restarted games. If Have you happens. watched any of the German football? Oh, since, the, since the restart? No. No, I haven't. I was thinking of maybe subscribing to Dazone again. Maybe give him some... Uh, Give him some shekels to watch the uh, the Prem. Yeah, it doesn't. It, I don't really get much out of watching. Uh, you know, for this is very little England, but foreign football. I don't have the context. Do you know what I mean? I could. No, I mean so. So much like, of this is um, relies on the emotional investment, right? That's yeah. That's why we do this. <laughs> Yes, exactly, yeah. But it also seems like most leagues have eight... I suppose the Premier League's been like that this this season, but it's not normally so one-sided. 
you know, like it's like Borussia Dortmund are supposed to win 6-0 every week, apart from when they play Bayern Munich, when it might be a, te- a contest. That's not particularly fun for me to watch. Yeah. Ironically, we're watching a game with a really piled-up scoreline, but this is completely out of the ordinary and completely unexpected. But it just seems to be the norm that they'll get like cricket scores against everybody every week. And I don't know. That's just me, though. I've, I've just... I don't know. I always root for... I don't know why people get excited still about, like, well, in the middle of Roger Federer mania, like, somebody winning their fifth Wimbledon in a row is less is so unexciting to me. I want the guy that's not won it to win. I want the you know I want the underdog yeah. to, to 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 put you know to pull something off. I, but some people just like that. They just like you know some people want to support the Patriots. They want to follow Tiger Tiger Woods at the pump. That's what they like to do. I For me, it's just tedious and boring. I don't care that that one person is really good at doing that one thing. It just it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I wonder if also a lot of that was bred into me from kind of growing up and uh, and especially living in Sheffield as a bit of a conscious connection with snooker. But the um, methodical dominance of the game from Stephen Hendry was oh yeah absolutely yeah. tedious beyond beyond yes. anything I can describe. You know, I enjoyed the He's... year when Jimmy White had a crack at uh, being him. Yeah, and, you know. It's just I was I was asking about the German football because I've I've heard a couple of people sort of saying they're a bit worried for the game of football with no crowds because it just feels like a not great product. I don't know whether that's because you know we don't care as much about German football, but it would be interesting to see if that's the same feeling that we get watching. Premier League and the Championship is that mm. you know this game devoid of noise and emotions and tribalism uh, doesn't boil down to very much as a kind of educational exercise. Even watching this game today, I mean, there's there's six goals in this game, but there's probably eighty minutes of pretty scrappy lumping it back and forth. Don't know. It's, it's going to be it's well, it's going to be an interesting time uh, for, to to see how things things go. But yeah, it just made me. It's been intriguing watching that what the UFC's done with their kind of empty arenas. But actually, still, it's still come across pretty well. The intimacy's kind of weirdly heightened everything in in the UFC. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I just don't know what it's going to feel like watching Wednesday with nobody else there, not being there and nobody else there, nobody cheering, hearing the players, hearing the coaches. The technical performances in the UFC generally have got better because they can hear their coaches. But there was a, there was a fighter who his team were just shouting stuff constantly and I guess if you're in a noisy arena you need to do that because it's not all going to get through to your guy but they completely wore him out because he was just robot doing everything that they were telling him to do and they were telling him to do stuff all the time and he completely 
got knackered after two rounds because he's not used to just that level of output. So, yeah, it's going to be intriguing. Like Mourinho say it when he said to Luke Shaw, you know, he needs to be on my side of the pitch. I need to be his brain. You can be the brain for everyone in this uh, new scenario. I think we did pretty well out of that because I'm pretty sure he like he took it out of play. He did. Oh, well, I don't know. I didn't see white lines on the uh, the other side of the ball, but yeah, it was a, a sort of lumbering step over. It was really quite fun to watch. I do. I, I feel like I distinctly remember him doing. Is it called like a La Rondelle or something like that? You know, where you kind of like pirouette on the ball and bring the ball mm. with you. I, <laughs> I feel like I remember Rita doing that and like people bouncing several <laughs> feet away from him. <laughs> It's funny considering the heated rivalries between ourselves and, and Leeds United and Sheffield United, how many players have moved around within the, the three teams, isn't it? Because yeah. we've got Lavery's just getting uh, warmed up here. And he obviously went on to play for the, play for the Pigs. I thought it'd be we nice about- to bring on uh, to talk about Kellen Lavery as he's, uh, you know, Red Deer's, Red Deer's child, just uh, up road from being Calgary. Oh, yeah. There's Sam Byram coming on for Leeds as well. So, Kieran, they just coming over for a drink. He's not coming off. Atty. Atty comes off. I thought it would be Wickham. But, yeah, we, we took Bombay Bombay played for all three. We're seeing Sorry, the champagne what? of this time with these type of substitutions, right? Like, this is the champagne of a time that something like this works. But, I mean, outside of this, when it doesn't work, I think it really just shows the limitation of the fact that of the tools we had, you know? Yes, yeah. We Stuart graded exceptionally well oh, with such a limited, well. you know, shoestring budgets and amount of talent. which kind of just breaks my heart for some of the aspects of Wednesday that we've seen spending so much money and just not doing a great deal with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, chief wind up merchant, Chris Maguire. I love it when he celebrates and he does that little run with his arms kind of flailing around <laughs> like a little, little Scottish oik boy. <laughs> love it. Ooh. Well, it's uh, Austin who comes across, isn't it? It's Austin. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a real emphatic deflection. He's uh, he's leaving that? he's leaving it all out on the field with that deflection. <laughs> he is. He yeah. is. I think, yeah, I, I know deflected, but I think he's aiming for more the area where it where it ended up. But 
I don't think Paddy Kenny was ready for it wherever it ended up. He looked he looked like he had no clue. Um, what was I going to say? No, I, that's the thing, isn't it? We, it would have been really interesting to see how Stuart Gray did with some of Chan Siri's resources. It, I would have loved to have at least given him that first try. Saying that, though, it, it was incredibly bad to go to Hillsborough the season after this, despite the good finish uh, in the league. It was really tedious to watch. <laughs> Did you see that we're the worst value for money at home this season? No, but I'm not surprised. Least points and least goals, I think. It's not even a comment on ticket prices. It's just more that it's <laughs> it's rubbish to watch as a Yeah, Ooh. no matter what the book is. Oh, pouring out. Was that it? he got an elbow in the face? Oof! Didn't, there was nothing intentional about that whatsoever. Just a flailing right arm. Yeah. Some uh, anonymous Leeds player just uh, went to deck. Zarukis, it looked like. <laughs> was his name? Sounds like uh, a, um, a shriek that Brian Blessed would give in uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Damn you, Zarukis! blooded my nose Brian Blessed is Connor Wickham (laughs) Chris McGuire looks so young as well I know chewing gum again If I tried to chew gum while I was playing football, <laughs> I'd definitely end up choking on it. Choking to death, yeah. Definitely. Have they got the same stuff they've got in the boxes? Miller's, Miller's down on the floor. He's signalling for the physio to come <laughs> over. He's calling for the Heimlich again. <laughs> Somebody take his Wrigley's off him. And some strange scenes here as the uh, physio is uh, is doing kind of like a drop kick on his belly to uh, <laughs> to try and force force the bit of chewing gum out of his mouth. He's fishing in his mouth with his index finger. <laughs> there you go. There's the chuddy. <laughs> Kind of strange with the mooks where they do the uh, the small letter C on the yes. kit. It's very strange. Do they still do that, or is it someone just say, "No, it was crap. I'm scared of it." No, they still do it. It's a different. It's a different letter, to be fair. In in you know, in a different language. 
Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? It is. Okay. But we just uh, represent it in English just as a small c. Because that's the problem. It's like you say you say big M, you say small c, you know, big C. I could use capital and uh, not, but that would just make me sound like I knew what I was talking about. So why would I do that? Um, but the rest of McCormack is just in the regular capitals. So I think that's where it kind of falls down myself. But it's only the C that's small. Yeah, but then like Ormac should be lowercase. Why? He doesn't have a lowercase... <laughs> Second name, <laughs> but it's he's only the end got of the Gallic C letter that's in his. He's got a he's got a Gallic letter in his name. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure I need to get a position at the uh, EFL so I can make such insensitive remarks about Luke. Uh, Luke, Luke coming out against all lads. No more accents on ease, says Luke. <laughs> Were you the guy I was talking about last week that was having a go at Sergio Bush? That was, that was me, yeah. <laughs> it's boss. If you're in this country, B-U-S is boss. Sergio Bendibus. Sergio Bendibus. And if you're in Sheffield, tram. <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Super Tram. I'm a bit of being kid and just being so delighted with the concept of seeing in the middle of a, a bendy bus bit where it goes around. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, this is the best. Here we go. It's Speaking of the best, we get a bit of JJ magic. I, I love how you said you were a kid and that was the experience. I still love, I'm right there if I'm on a bus or a train where there's a pivoty bendy bit. That's where I'm standing. Or sitting, you know, where I'm getting there. That's my bit on the on the vehicle. So okay, so Jermaine Johnson shows seniority over Raider Johnson. So he just took the straight. He's Johnson just down. Johnson. Oh, that's interesting. No messing. I think we need Johnson with a twenty-three as well. Really, can't have him at eleven. Doesn't doesn't work. Especially in such limited latter-day appearances. The ones that just yeah. broke my heart. It just made me think, oh yeah, people do get old. And people do... Uh... Oh. So, oh dear, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> people do pass away. Uh... Is there All something right. fun, fun, fun around Johnson? <laughs> I think so. I think so. No. I saw a beautiful clip of the... Um, of Rita Johnson, I think it was during the um, during the clips for the lockdown quiz that Wednesday produced. Oh, and uh, Rita Johnson just saying how much he loved uh, loved all his chants, including including the second one was the uh, the reader, 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 yes. yeah, and Jeremy, Jeremy. Oh. The, the yeah, the weird thing with JJ was. It's not a bad cross at all. No, no. You never felt like he was... Like, for his pace, you never felt like he was a particularly wonderful athlete. I don't know if that's a weird thing to say. 
But like it was more like it was an inherent like he is just quick. He's always been quick. He, it's not like he's he's worked at this like a sprinter particularly. It's just you know <laughs> he was chasing after the bus one day and he caught it, you know, kind of thing. Mm. Um and, and in a way you did kind of feel like for for as long you know he could have been like 40 and still oh this is the that was the Leeds players colinding as uh, colinding yes as uh, a <laughs> famed on Alstock yes yes birth of many a meme um but you did sort of feel like he could have been 40 and still managing to put together 10 games in a season where he could do crazy pace enough to to worry people you know, like he could have been one of those guys that you ends up in a team that does it, has a cop run from from non-league football or whatever, and still be remarkably quick for a guy of his age. But um, it just, yeah, it, the drop off was was pretty dramatic at Wednesday, wasn't it? Oh, Wickham's got a, got a no number shirt on now. I love when they do that. Just because it looks so classy. Yeah. I need to get the uh, discounted recent shirt. I need to think. Yeah? Yeah. I'll go drop some shekels on that. Drop some shekels. I'm trying to remember. I was quite tempted to get the away kit this time mm. as well like that. but yeah the good old disco tetris is oh, uh, hot disco tetris yeah so we're 4-0 at this point 4-0 yeah so yeah, we still got a, we still got a brace from Kaelin Lavery to come to look forward yes to. yeah one sort of hit and hope effort and one absolutely wonderful one if I remember rightly yes oh. I think you're right is this he maybe gets one oh, I don't know it's to go there's a goalkeeping error I think as well in one of them <clears throat> Paddy Kenny dropping the clanger then, if I really believe that for the plot, really office considerable tits on Tixelix. (laughs) Off is not on Cowpole. Allegedly, allegedly, parody, you know, all that stuff. Paddy, Although, Paddy Kenny doing uh, John Sims. the band, the allegedly's gone, hasn't it? But, but that's know, true. As is. Paddy Kenny doing the John Sims role in Human Traffic. <laughs> the milky bars are on him, ladies and gentlemen.
I know it's hard because you're three or four goals down, but it's remarkable how little fight there's been from Leeds in this. They have just put up very little resistance whatsoever. What of uh, Kalinding and belly rubs, hasn't it, really? <laughs> the Kalinding. God, I look here, Emily. No. So this kind of, I mean... Was it four? You know, I think we've got basically four belting years out of Kieran Lee at this kind of. Yeah. Here we go. I think this is it. He's running with it. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Lovely. He got a few good goals, you know. He did. He's a, he's a real what might have been sort of character in no. things. Well, you had a bit of a similar situation to you remember with like, you know, it was like heartbreaking in pre. I think the first preseason of the championship where like Chris Lines got a really yes. bad groin injury. Yeah, and then we just had a couple of he picked up a couple of bad injuries, unfortunately. The confidence though to let JJ and Wickham go past you, you know, kind of. Hot England prospect and senior pro go past you and and take the shot on yourself. I know it's we're we're comfortably ahead, but that's that's a lot of confidence for a young man to show. It's what you want a striker to do. Strikers have to be greedy and selfish. I love Paddy Kennedy just watching the ball onto the post, <laughs> and then when it bounces <laughs> to spin round the line, that's when he reacts. <laughs> Someone in an excellent wrestling match in the stand there. Ah. Oh. All your favourites are here. Here's Jezza Helan. We've got all your favourites. It's fa- it's family circle. Just looking at uh, Paddy Kenny's career, kind of after this, he went to Bolton where he didn't play. So he must have just been a subkeeper just for the last kind of from 2014 through to 2017. Oh, and then he went to play for non-league and made one appearance. Right. So I think he probably shouldn't have got the gig at Leeds, but he was always Warnock's man, wasn't he? Because I think Warnock took him to QPR yeah, yes, and then yes, Warnock brought him here, brought him to Leeds. Just his, yeah, his his favourite guy. It's funny, I, I kind of love when managers have that. You know, they just know exactly what they're going to get from a player. I thought we were going to have that with them. Um, <laughs> I suppose we all did. With um, our balls, awful striker signed on loan by Dave Jones. Everyone hates him. He's got the word love tattooed in guns and grenades on his chest. <laughs> Help me out, Luke. No. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> Not this time. 
Um, you know who I mean. I probably do, but I think I just lapsed out of uh, paying attention. I'm sorry. One, he got one England cap when he was at Cardiff. It was our big, our big signing. We spent a lot of money on him. Bothroyd. Bothroyd. Flipping Jack, it. Jay Bothroyd. Yeah. Tattoo of a gun. Because I thought that was going to be like, do you know, it's just Dave Jones is his guy. They get each other. Yeah. going to get. Know. He had one moment, didn't he? He scored like one goal. <laughs> so did Atty. I thought when Atty scored true. that goal against QPR, I thought we had done the best the piece best of, business of business in the history ever. of football. You're like, like this is... is. He's six seven, and he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> We've signed some kind of footballing god. And I bought a um, celebratory poutine when we signed Jay Buffroyd as well. <laughs> That's what cursed it. The poutine, probably, curse. probably the curse. My giant honking Hogtown poutine that I got. <laughs> That's one of the few like pre seasons where it's really felt like we had a plan and we got what we wanted, and it was all it all turned terrible. <laughs> Because he signed uh, Taylor as well, didn't he? Because we were sat there going, like, there's no number four. We don't have a captain. Oh, Taylor. Yes. And he was incredibly bad as well. Then, like, you know, Barkley was supposed to be the last little magical ingredient. You know, it felt like a really Mm. brilliant plan. (laughs) It just was not at all. Perfectly planned awfulness. (sighs) Yeah, Taylor Who, I, I remember reading that great, I think there was a post on Al's talk from someone who was like, oh yeah, my friend was, uh, my friend's a, a Watford fan, and he told him about how like, they, you know, they sold Taylor to Wednesday, and um, this Watford fan had a chat, was chatting with his dad, and apparently they mentioned it to his dad, and then they both just like sat there in silence on the phone, because they were so heartbroken. <laughs> That Taylor had gone. <laughs> that was great, great, great post. <laughs> oh dear, that's really tickled me. The the, the vision of it. <laughs> Not me, out, Dad. You won't believe what we've gone and done. Oh, JJ. Oh, oh my absolute so worst. Fitting effort. Look at the legs on Wickham, by the way. He's run himself into the ground this game and he's still got that to get. Where that connection from JJ. Oh, if only he's was hit on it target. beautifully, hasn't he? He's, he's hit so it so well. So good. Just slightly off target. Oh. It's probably been told the same thing. You did hit it well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or maybe somebody, if, if it's anything like the uh, 
the games of football I've played, after a volley, everybody loves to say, you were leaning back, leaning back. <laughs> Got to get your knee over it. Get your yeah. knee over it. It's another one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we all get to feel smug when Pete players do it and be like, oh, I remember being told it as a kid. You've got to get your knee over it. Otherwise, I don't know what these players are forgetting the classic, classic eight-year-old advice. Maybe if we're hired as uh, striking coaches, Rich, we can, uh, <laughs> just for those few days before we find out to be complete charlatans, <laughs> we can just get that one in and be like, oh, I told him, told him, get in the over it. Well, I've just, uh, uh, well, not just, but at the start of the lockdown, I did watch, again, the um, the series, A League of Their, uh, Class 92, A League of Their Own, which is about... Mm-hmm. The fact that, uh, you know, the Neville brothers and Nicky Butt, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, maybe mm-hmm. there's another that I've forgotten. But um, they've all bought Salford City. And you watch the managers, who actually now happen to be the the, 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 the pair of managers that managed Salford City through most of that series, um, are now the managers at Chester here. Um, but... You just watch them in the dressing room, and it's like we say this time and time again: if we win our battles, we'll win this game. And you're like, yeah. Do you know why you have to say it time and time again? Because it's basically meaningless. And do you know what? The other team are saying the same thing to their players: <laughs> go out and win our individual battles. That's what we need to do. Everybody's saying that to each other. It's just like such nonsense. It's a bit bit poor man's Brian Clough, isn't it, really? It is. If we win our one-on-ones, we win today. Good. Yep, good one. If we score more goals than them, we've won the game. I'm astonished by the ad for Chef Results. <laughs> so we, we've got an advert. Oh, fantastic. It went, oh, fantastic. Hillsborough. Yeah, okay. One of them, yeah. Do you, um, do you think, we, do you have any, um, have we paid a graphic designer to put something together for us? <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, I'll just open Word and just get it, get something off to them. <laughs> Well, they've done. At least you can read chef results. I don't know what the other one. Barber. <laughs> Dreadful. God, read. A big part of that though will be like, yeah, the, like a committee of who. Everyone's got to have their bit, you know, say their bit, <clears throat> have their bit in, involved in it. And you end up with something that doesn't actually do the job that it needs to do. Is that Kalini's there on the bench just before? Not sure. Looked looked like him. I think that is one area where we've been incredibly stagnant is the coaching staff. We seem to have had the the same team that Stuart Gray had just got, got smaller and smaller. 
as time's gone by and we're not mm. adding anything to it. Because mm-hmm. it seems like it's basically Bull and Monk and... Uh... Oh, boss. I'm not doing very well for names today. And, and Weaver. Like, it's pretty. that's pretty much it, I think, at the moment. Apart from, like, pretty much. people. So, like, in terms of coaching and technique stuff, it's just, yeah, it's, it's such a limited bunch of people. Yep. Oh, that sideline. Look at how, look how awful that it's, is. It's awful, isn't it? So grim. Thank you, Deso. Thank you, Dep John, for the Deso that you brought us. I thought you were just going to go into a um, kind of a Lannis Morissette. Like, thank you, just said, Rich. Thank you, Deso. <laughs> thank you, Deb John. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Something like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah, completely. Rich, R- Richard Miller sings the Canadian songbook. <laughs> Beautiful chest off to JJ. Oh. Just going at such pace, just slips in. Oh, and again, um, you see Lavery at the bottom doing his knot that he didn't get, giving it back as well, which I love to see from a young striker. He's really angry the ball didn't go to him instead of Wickham. Oh, it's good defending that, especially considering it's like the, what, to, the 84th, uh... 85th minute and. You're four nil or five nil down. Do you know what? Do you know what time it is, guys? It's body on the line, defending time. But the, the situation uh, with Beatty just seems really, just really harmful for everybody. Oh, it's Here we not. go. Oh, oh so what a finish. And a terrible an celebration. Finish. <laughs> it's a defensive error, not it, a goalkeeping error. There he goes. Raider fancied that for himself. Raider decided he wanted another goal. <laughs> oh, it's a good finish, isn't it? Such a good finish. I love that celebration. So celebration ever. Yeah, the situation with BT seems to be that we would like, you know, we would we'd like him. He's Birmingham City don't want him, but they don't want us to have him. So, yes, and we don't want to pay any compensation. So he's just sat doing nothing. Yeah, he's basically on gardening leave or working from home. I think at one point said about him. Yeah, he's on furlough, is he? I think so. But you just like it's rubbish, that isn't it? It's rubbish for the oh, we're over the game over. That's the end of the feed. 
Mm. Well, there you go. I mean, absolutely smashing. That was what a tremendous performance. Some great, great goals in there, and lovely to see some old pieces. Trip down memory lane in so many ways. Oh well. Um, anything else from 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 you, Luke? Have you got anything else on your, your you know any other business? No, I think that's it. I think that ties up another episode, uh, another watch long episode of Different Gravy. Lovely stuff. If uh, you know if you've if you've enjoyed these, please let us know. If you've not enjoyed them, please let us know. And we can try and think of something else to do. <laughs> and if you've got a game that you're itching for us to, that's in the uh, the Wednesday YouTube feed that you're itching for us to tackle, uh, give you know give us a shout on that as well. Um, or, or, or don't, you know, it's fine. No, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Uh, <laughs> it's not my place, and I wouldn't presume. So, you know, there you go. Um, I'm going to say cheerio, Luke, before I say anything else stupid. I'll see you as well, Rich. Have a good one. Look after yourself, folks. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.